0: Let's see what's on board today. And welcome back to the educational triage people. This week, we have the one, the only incredible Philip Summers.
1: Hello, Tony Hunt, how are you?
0: I'm well. And this week we are talking about
1: testing. What is it? Testing. (laughs) Everyone loves them. Everyone loves tests. Do they? <laughs> no, I don't think. I, some people are pretty good at them and enjoy them. I think, but See, it's that's, rare. I don't think everybody looks forward to them.
0: Well, let's talk first Maybe. about yeah. the differences between yeah. when you say "test." What do you mean? When you say "we're we're going to have an assessment," what do you mean? When we say we're going to have an evaluation, what do we mean? Okay. Okay. So So testing, the the purpose of a test is applying a specific process within assessment and evaluation. So it's a part of an assessment or an evaluation that involves measuring a person's knowledge, skills, or abilities in a particular area at a specific point in time. The focus of testing usually emphasizes quantifiable results, such as scores, grades, or numerical measurements to determine the individual's performance. So standardized tests, quizzes, exams, and assignments can be common forms. Then we come to assessment. And the purpose of an assessment, it's broader, and it's a process. And it's about gathering information about an individual's performance, skills, knowledge, or behavior to make informed decisions or provide feedback for improvement. The focus on both formative assessment, which is providing feedback during learning, and summative assessment, which is evaluating the outcomes at the end of an instructional period, may include various methods and tools to gather the information. So this can include tests, but it also encompasses other measures like observations, portfolios, self-assessments, peer assessments, and teacher assessments. So maybe your observations. An evaluation, you have a purpose, which is determining the value, worth, or quality of something, such as a program, project, or individual's performance. It involves making judgments based on the collected data. The focus would be assessing the outcomes, objectives, and goals of the subject being evaluated. It's not a Scantron. You might do a program evaluation, performance evaluation, and curriculum evaluation. And I would say that this is where we bring in rubrics. This is where we have a scale. And so everybody knows what that scale is. So it's not just somebody throwing darts at a board. It's not the old college professor who takes the papers, throws them at the stairs, and the ones that land on the top get the A, and down the stairs they get lower. Does all this this make sense? sense.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It it all mixes in a big wash of words, but yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because they're it's, all – I it, mean, it. they're not the same thing, but they are. They're components of each other. Testing is a component of assessment. Evaluation can use assessment and testing.
1: I get it. Okay. So, the problem being – What's the most common oh, – go ahead. Go
0: no, go ahead. You 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 start.
1: No, one of the most common standardized tests, I suppose, that are administered in the United States. Um, they'd be uh, the SATs the would be common.
0: Balance, but, the,
1: ACTs,
0: the ACT the ACT, the G The L S A T the MCATs and, and the
1: yeah, C BAST. The, the oh, I remember those. Those are such fun. It's ACT and IB and AP Look at the high school level are the, the most common standardized tests. A standardized think, test meaning that it's, it's supposed to measure everyone on the same scale for the same knowledge.
0: I believe, though, that the IB and the AP have evolved into where when you, 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 do your project, and then you present your project. So there's an evaluation and an assessment that goes along with it. It's not necessarily yes. based on a multiple choice test.
1: Well, multiple choice, yeah. Tests standardized tests usually comes com, uh, usually contain a component that is a writing sample or something to synthesize the, and produce that way. But for the IB.
0: For the IB, you, know, you it, need yeah. to, even in mathematics, you have to write a paper and defend it. You have to find an argument. Yeah, you have sense. And so you have a paper that you've written. You <laughs> have to defend it. And it's not just the testing. There's also an interview that goes along with it. So it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a big process. So it's not just yeah. about your recitation of facts and memory. But it's Mm -hmm. a compilation of different values that come from a variety of sources. So I would say that it would fall more into the evaluative assessment kind of.
1: Uh, It's considered a standardized test, whether or not we want to put it in a different category. Those are considered standardized tests.
0: Well, there may be a standardized component to it, but it's not.
1: There's the, uh, the most common in the United States. Those two are of the most common AP. And you ta- you're talking about the RAB.
0: SAT and the ACT, not the Advanced that Placement too. and the IB.
1: Those are the same category. The most common standardized test in the United States would be the SAT, the GRE, the IB, and the AP, and the NAEP, the National Assessment of Educational Progress. That's given. To all, last time I think it was given was 2018 to all districts, all states rather, and I'm not sure what the results were. They were supposed to measure the state of the nation, but I don't think it's been it's used for that. figure as, as far as ranking students goes, mm-hmm. uh, as far as ranking states and their school systems goes, either. I don't know how much of the NAEP is in there, but that's also one of those other standardized that. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, the NAP is, but you're right. No, it yeah, does have it down that
0: you can do both. Hmm. The IAB yeah. a- and the in the IB as a standardized yeah. test. But I do know that there is a human component to it. Oh, so, and you know, and generally that's,
1: speaking, that's been added, yeah. You know, usually. And and especially with a criterion uh directed right reference, which means that say I want to be a an auto mechanic, then the test would be definitely geared toward, you know, auto mechanics and uh, not so much general knowledge, but very specific knowledge. Right. And those are usually vocational tests. And they generally follow that same pattern of multiple choice or true, false. And there is some Mm -hmm. fill in the blanks as well. But they also have a performance component to them too, usually a practical it might even be to perform the test or to perform the deed in front of the assessor. Um, that's generally in medicine. I know it's that way, they observe you giving CPR, doing things like that.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Because so there's a so there's a there's a multiple choice part, and then there's a performance yeah. part.
1: Yeah, usually so they're they trying to get your knowledge. But right. there's interesting things. <laughs> Have you ever seen a really poorly written test?
0: <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen quite a few
1: Do tests. Yeah, great stories, aren't they? I mean, like, one question will give the answer to another question, you know, like a ton of those. Or, oh. or they'll just test on something that wasn't even in the curriculum. It's very strange, too. Like, but oh. see,
0: I will, I will create tests where the answer to another question is in that question. Oh, I'd do it too. And I'll do it all the way through just to see if they pick up on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I I won't give them every other answer kind of thing. It was like some of these tests I saw were written so poorly. But mostly the bad parts of when they put in things that didn't actually get covered. So that's a horrible situation. And it happens quite a bit. It is. Here you are studying and you go, what? We didn't study that at all. I don't recall that at all. (laughs) They'd answer down. the question. <laughs> yeah. it's so you guess. They're the darts. So it's, there's one more we didn't speak of. It's called uh, Ipsative, Ipsative Assessment. And I didn't know that. Ipsative, was how do you spell that? I-P-S-A-T-I-V. Yeah. Ipsative. Ipsative. Uh, and it's, Tell me I about like that Ipsative. the best. It's, you're, you're assessing as you uh, go through the assignment. And uh, part of the grade wouldn't be the final product so much as the process along the way. Here's an example. I um, did a a research paper class for seniors, and it was uh, a whole quarter. And they were supposed to produce a research paper at the end of it. However, um, that wasn't as heavily graded as the process that they took, because I would meet with each student. We'd hone the paper, and they'd turn in draft after draft. I'd send them back, and so it was, that's Ipsative, it's sort of, you don't know your grade, but you do know the process, show your best, earnest work, and um, the end project is generally not as weighted as the process itself, which is great, I like that, because every kid's so different, Yeah, have to, you know, I mean, one kid's just capable of writing a brilliant paper, and one kid... You know, if they can write a B paper, that's like an absolute triumph for them. So, yeah, a lot of their grades wound up in that effort. And I like that. It does take a lot of um, investment in relationships, though, which is what we've spoken about in alternative ed. You, you gotta well, I think alternative
0: ed <laughs> lends itself to the relationship. Yeah. It's the mainstream that seems mm-hmm. to... Throw everything to the side because I know too many who go with. Okay, if I'm going to score mathematics, I want to be able to see mm-hmm. the work that the kid does because I want to know if they got the wrong answer because
1: right.
0: they 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 screwed up somewhere along the line, and that's where the learning comes in.
1: Yeah, and that's but one of the it, values of testing. And it you can and find it out does, what you've done right wrong.
0: Well. To me, testing is no good if there's no learning in it. Yeah. True. True, like if, that. If you are not learning, if the student is not learning from the test or from the results of the test, they are meaningless. They're simply another brick that you threw on my shoulder that's weighing me down. Um, And so when people give math tests and I know it's so much easier just to hand them a scantron Mm -hmm. but we're paid to teach and so if we have the process which mathematics involves a great deal of process and so if you screw up one tiny little area in real life that could that could claim billions of dollars. I mean, think about, was it back in the 90s there was a telescope? Was there a telescope or a satellite or something that was supposed to go someplace? And it yeah. went way off the mark because they were like 0.005. The calculation was just barely off and it just made this huge error. That's an yeah. example of you know why math is important and why showing your work and double checking everything. So, and when kids say, well, I'll never do that. I had kids who said, I will never use math. They use it all the time now and they yeah, use it. It gets all use. relevant.
1: Yeah. So I think there was that one satellite where some people were using uh Imperial and some people were using metric system. <laughs> the parts you know. would match up or something. There was something um. like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, let's get on the same uh, same page here, folks. We're using metric measure all the way. Could <laughs> <Good. laughs> you imagine that? Oh, I can't even convert it that easily. <laughs> so building parts like that.
0: Going to the elephant in the room over this mm-hmm. whole thing, which would be Benjamin Bloom.
1: Yeah. No sex on um, me.
0: Right. So there's six cognitive domains arranged in order of increasing complexity. They created a pyramid. He never said that it was a pyramid. But anyway, knowledge, comprehension, application, analysis, synthesis, and evaluation. So it's, it's been used for testing and looking at outcomes And providing a structure for designing assessments. But he also wants the formative, which would be the test, not necessarily the rote memory test. I mean, you could do that if you want, but it's how do you know that the kid actually knows what it is that they know? Can they apply that information? Is the information useful? That might be less scary than somebody thinking that they've had learning constipation, and they can't come out with anything. And then when they walk out of the room, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, and it comes flooding out, you know. Um, But, I think in alternative ed, we try to look, to at a lot more uh, mastery learning,
1: Absolutely. as it were, which
0: is also Bloom. Yeah. So, Be and... Right. And so, how do you prove that you understand and that you know what's happening... Can you prove that you understand this? What do something for me? Here are some ideas of what you can do, but give maybe it's a self directed exercise. And so, if the kid understands because you've given them clear objectives, they know precisely what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it, they may not have a hard time with it, but you might be able to mentor them in some way or other in order to help facilitate that end project. You just can't do it for them, and you should have to do it in the classroom so you're sure that mommy and daddy aren't doing it for them. Because I have a strong suspicion that every time that you get a call about, from mommy and daddy saying, why did he get a C
1: on that paper?
0: It's because mommy or daddy wrote that paper.
1: Yeah, so, I've never seen that. Uh or well, I, I can say maybe I have seen mom and dad write the paper, but I've seen some great plagiarists. I mean, just oh. clearly it wasn't their voice at all. It's just like that is not you. You don't write like this. I'm plagiarizing.
0: I sat down one day and a student had typed turned in a paper to me. And I thought, oh, this is really interesting. I didn't know he was capable of writing such prose. It wasn't great, but it, it, it just seemed like the work came out of the blue. And I typed it into my search bar, and bam, it came up. And I looked at the kid, and I said, hey, come here. I have a question for you. Are you dating somebody with this name? They said, no. Who's that? I said, oh, come on. You know who it is. No, I don't. I said, it's the person who wrote your paper. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Uh, Shall I show you? (laughs) Now, the worst part of that is the worst part of that is that it was the morning of conferences. Oh, no. And I said, oh, boy. So. I'm just going to have to show mom and dad this tonight. Oh, you wouldn't dare, Uh would you? Well, yeah, I would. (laughs) Yeah, I might.
1: (laughs) Unless you can write your own
0: paper and get it to me by this time and have everything done on it, and it better not be plagiarized.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Talk about leverage. That just so happens I'm going to meet your parents this evening. Would <laughs> you like to give this another try? You've got four hours.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, they have control over some of their some of their assessment, you know. So oh, yeah. but more than I there's this there's this wonderful book, and it's called The Future of Smart. And it's by Okajoshi Hansen. And She has so much in it. I mean, the book itself is just fascinating and gives you a lot to think about. Um, But what she says is that testing testing is based on a narrow and outdated definition of what we would call smart. Mm -hmm. If you can test well, you must be smart. They fail to capture the full range of human intelligence and potential. High stakes testing is stressful for students and does not accurately measure their learning. And schools should focus on more holistic and authentic forms of assessment. Which means be learner centered, embrace the multiple intelligences, incorporate authentic tasks. <laughs> Which means, yeah, means. Assess, assess learning through real-world projects, portfolios, demonstrations, presentations. Promote self-assessment. Now the students rate themselves. And in a sense, you might take somebody who has a very low self-worth, and eventually they start to realize, hey, I'm really not so bad at this because... As they move on, because you know how people are. People would rather say negative things about themselves than they would positive, right?
1: I think generally speaking, you're right. Yeah.
0: If I say, tell me ten positive things about yourself and ten negative things about myself, what are what are you going to come up with first?
1: I well i the positives, I suppose. You asked the question first, but or that you put that first, but I would
0: yeah, it's it's Most hard people to will in. find the negatives far more easily than they will the positives.
1: I think you're probably right. They focus of on them because they I'm... think they need improvement. <laughs> <laughs> well, <What laughs> I mean, if it isn't broken, don't fix it if I'm a brilliant writer. <laughs> but it
0: also works with their metacognition. And then yeah. you talk about learning rather than the end product. So if the end product is all you care about, then what's, what's the good of the process?
1: It's, uh, it's, it's an iffy thing to know if you're good at a test or not. I mean, if you're good at the testing, you can think that you're good at the content. And if you're if you're not good at that form of testing, say multiple choice, you'll know if you're, you're not good at multiple choice, you'll have a track record. It's an well, interesting situation
0: i was I was in this linguistics course, and we were reading through all this stuff, and we even got into the linguistic notations, right? And he was heavy on the linguistic notation. So I knew my notations. We got to the test. And the test to me was pretty straightforward. And I just answered everything. And I got to this one part and I could have sworn it said, use notations. So I ripped out and I went through it and got it all done. And I went to the last part of the test. I went back over my test and I handed it in and I thought I aced that test. The next class, I got the test back and I had a 78 because the section that I had notated, did not say, use notation. <laughs> it said something else. And I looked around, and there were three other people in the class who had made the same mistake.
1: Wow, now. That, now, that's an interesting question, It raises one. Is that the fault of the students, or is that a fault in the test?
0: That is a fault of, I think that, here's what I think it is. I think that it is because you are waiting and you think that you are going to be tested on that notation. So you are looking Mm -hmm. for where on the test that is. And so, and your anxiety is already high enough because, well, you're working on your master's. So it's a high stakes test, right? Right. Because you really can't afford to get a bad grade. So yeah. everybody's in there working really hard and they've studied very hard. So going through with this new skill, yeah, I would say. And so what it taught me, because like I said, we need to learn from our tests. It taught me one, because he also put down, he said, your notations are beautiful. And I thought, well, at least uh, that's good. It taught me correct. to slow down and reread the instructions more than one time to make sure that they actually said what I thought they said.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's a new strategy of yours from now on. I'll read the directions <laughs> twice just in case, <laughs> if it's not too complicated. Yeah. Right. Well, I was thinking if there are three of you making that mistake, that's not just. I think there's a flaw in the in the instructions or in the way it was presented. Somehow, three of you had the impression of these notations. Um, well,
0: I think it was. So, I think that yeah. it was the test anxiety, is it, because we had that expectation, yeah. and all three of us yeah. saw what we had misread.
1: Uh, because see, there were 17
0: yeah. other people in the class who had read it properly. Indeed,
1: Correct. It's those three I'd worry about, but. Yeah. I just, because I, I want my test to be as clear as possible. I'm not trying to, I I wouldn't deceive anybody about it. I'd say don't use notations or something, you know, just to make sure they wouldn't do it. But I don't know. I don't know the content. Here's one. When I was in college, however, I was blazing along getting great grades and every, in every class. And depending on the subject, some were better, but generally they were A's and I go into this econ class, econ 203, I think, or, uh, 304 maybe anyway and we take our first test there's three of them and the test comes back and I got like a C minus and like I don't get C minuses it's just I mean I can blow it maybe get a B Wow, whoa I really screwed that maybe a C but this was clearly like I almost failed the test and, and I and, and C-. I talked to another minus. yeah I talked to other the classmates and all of us were decimated by the grades no one got higher than like a, a B, you know, and I'm like, and I went, we went and talked to about four of us and said, this is really unusual that all of us here get great grades and all of us here almost failed your test. We would like to let you know, we think there's something wrong with your test. And he was so indignant. No, you just need to study. And it's like, but the content on the test wasn't in the classroom. And he said, well, what's your problem. I'm like, no, that would probably be your problem. You know, this is an undergrad class, and there was no objective saying that you had to go do other any kind of, like, research on your own, you know, at that level. But in the end, I, I can't recall how it came through, but he was pretty indignant. And it was clear that his test was awful, because the entire class, it was just all of a sudden, A and B students are getting C's and D's, and it's like, uh, you know, there's something a little different about this. I've never had a <laughs> class like this. And this isn't a cut class, it isn't like organic chemistry to med students, you know, it's, it's just econ. But, so, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, because sometimes there are teachers who try to screw with you, it's more of a psyop.
1: Yeah, they. They will. Some of them will. And, and I don't know. They why.
0: will make the questions. They'll ask the questions, and the answers will closely align with each other. Yeah. So that there'll be there'll be like a couple of words that are different in each one, and it's like, wait, wait, wait. So let's keep going because what everybody else says pretty much agrees with what all these other people also agree with what Hansen has to say about where we are. And I think it goes to where you can do tests, but I like open-ended tests
1: mm,
0: because it gives the kids a way to express themselves Without having to be iron clapped in irons to go a specific way, right? So they get
1: to be individual,
0: right? And they they'll get there on their own. So flip the system. One of my favorite books, Um, Harlick argues that the system is flawed. And it's high stakes and standardized and that they're biased and ineffective, harmful, stifles learning and creativity because everything is about what's on the test.
1: Right.
0: Rather than allowing them to, in a sense, innovate with the information in their own heads, use the, you know, go someplace with it. So traditional methods of testing and assessment are not accurate or reliable measures. They are often biased and do not reflect the full range of their abilities and knowledge. Culture of stress and anxiety stifles creativity. Assessment is more... A student-centered approach is more effective in promoting their learning because when they're given the... The chance to demonstrate their learning, then it's more meaningful to them and they can express. And and you get to see, too, what it is that they got from what you taught them.
1: That's really important. I'm testing for that.
0: Well, you also want to make sure that they're... Because if I'm memorizing things, I just remember sitting around the dinner table with my nieces and nephews... And their parents asking them questions about things that they've studied. And they said, oh, that test was last week. I don't know. I forgot all that information. It wasn't
1: relevant. Right. Right. That's true. Oh, it's and done, so I forgot it. Yeah.
0: And now they're saying, hey, I remember that because I picked up a book and it was like it kind of started coming back to them. But it wasn't something that they thought about very much at all. So. An authentic assessment, Harlick says, provides students with valuable feedback. So it's an engagement. It's a conversation. And I think learning needs to be a conversation of of something or other. And like I said earlier, where the students are learning, maybe the instructor is learning too. Are you open to having the students teach you? Because maybe they see things in a different light that you hadn't thought of before no matter how jaded and skeptical and crusty you are like me but yeah so
1: um how do you a test tests a lot of times um how you take tests um how you deal with the test you know i mean it's pretty artificial to say. And for the next 45 minutes, we, you will exhibit all your knowledge in X. And it's like, well, this next 45 minutes aren't working for me. I don't like them. Can I try another 45 minutes somewhere? <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, that's part of it. It's like, ah, today? I mean, I am not on my game today, but okay, here go goes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And I'm not sure, like you said, um that they're not – yeah, extremely like very, very important to the assessment of the teacher and the content as well. I guess it's I looked at it that way. I I want to know what I gave them and how they're thinking too. So my tests are generally uh pretty specific. I like to
0: Now, if Um, you're dealing with formulas, like what is this formula, what is that formula, uh, how do you use that, then those are very important things. For Let's say that you're talking about strachionomy and chemistry. If you're talking about certain different parts of… Terms
1: terms on note cards would be like physiology, you know, what is this, what is that, you know, upper, supra, super, that, you know, vocab stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, but you can you can do an assessment with that by turning it into a game. But when oh, you're dealing sure. with chemicals, yeah, you need to kind of know what you're talking about with with mm-hmm. the numbers and everything there.
1: The same but, thing. They have definite definitions, definite, they definitely have definitions. What a great redundant phrase, but it's true. And you have to know those. And if you don't use the word as correct definition, it's a little bit odd, you know, very <laughs> specific words. Yeah. Or formulas, yeah.
0: Right. So for science, you probably might want to have those. Um, But do you have them? Do you give them to everybody at the same time? Or do you say, who thinks
1: that they're ready Mm -hmm. to take this test? You know, that's a good point. You know, it's a vocab, say, terminology test, 25 questions. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for it? Take it when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Um, you have a week, you know, you got to give them some deadline, but yeah. But get it down and take this, take this online test or something. I I would like to do that when it comes to terminology or some rote facts, you know, but when it comes to synthesizing material and producing something of your own, then that's definitely hard to assess at one point but the process is easier to assess. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's why they have labs,
1: right? Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, to demonstrate it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just like to get to the demonstration and the uh, synthesis of the knowledge as quick as I can. And I like to throw in, if I can, throw in the terminology as we go. And so it's in context. So some teachers, I would say, would give you that terminology. So We're doing terminology this week. At the end of the week, we take a test. However, I would say something like terminology. I'd say, yeah, I need you to know certain things, and I would keep on introducing them, introducing it, putting it in, putting it in, talking about it, using them, making them understand them in context, things like that.
0: Did I tell you about Julius Caesar?
1: Uh, you knew him? <laughs> no, you did I did. Or maybe, maybe. No.
0: I was teaching my sophomores. I think they were sophomores. I was teaching my sophomores, um, Julius Caesar. Yeah, they were sophomores. And we went through it, um, listening to it. We watched the movie, all this. And we talked about it. We went through a lot of different uh, pieces and. They did some performances and what have you. And then I brought out the test about three quarters of the way through the unit. And I passed it out. Everybody said, what are you doing? I said, I'm giving you the test. And they said, we're not ready. And I said, I know you're not. So let's go through it. They said, what? I said, let's go through it. I said, you will be getting this same test, except it won't be the same because the questions will be mixed up and the answers will be mixed up. So if you're thinking that you're going to write down number 1A, number 2C, you're wrong.
1: I don't give you that.
0: So we did this, and we did it every single day for a week. The next day, I gave them the test. And I made sure it was a Tuesday because Tuesdays tend to be the best day to test. So I gave it to them on a Tuesday. And the next day, I looked at them and they all and I said, "I have your tests ready for you." And they said, "Yeah." And somebody said, "I bet I got an A, didn't I?" And I said, "Sadly, there were no A's." And they all looked <laughs> at me in shock. And somebody goes, What about Bs? And I said, sadly, there are no Bs. They said, what? Somebody said, are there any Cs? And I said, there is one C minus at a 70%. And they said, Ds? And I said, three. This is a class of 32. And they said, we all got Fs. And I said, no, there are four of you that passed. <laughs> and they said, can we take it again? And I said, you come to me, you as a group, decide how you want to rectify this situation. Because I don't want to call your parents and tell them that you had the test in your hand for a full week. We went over it every single day. I told you things were going to be mixed up so that you should know what the questions were and the answers. I said, "So you come up with you you resolve the situation for me so I can raise your grades." And it worked. And it worked. Don't ask me what they did cuz I can't I think small. I think pockets of kids came up with different things. Is what they did. That was nice. That was probably thirty-five years ago.
1: Those kids are not kids anymore. No, they're not. I I did driver education, and uh, I would always before there was six drives, and the sixth drive was the driving test. And I've been cordial with the students, you know, we're talking. And I told them, okay, tomorrow the test will be shorter drive. Uh, We'll do this one drive. I won't talk much. I'll give you comments or I'll give you commands this way. And then I said, and here's the drive. And I took them on it. And I'd taken them on parts of the drive over all of the drives. I'd say, this is part of the final drive here. And over there, you're going to do like pull to the curb and do this. (laughs) And so they knew the route. And I told them the automatic fails, you know, things you want to avoid and, and how much things would deduct them if they did. You know, there's more for certain things than others. <laughs> and I had no problems showing them the test because I want them to know everything there is to know about that test and how to drive correctly. And and there's no secret. Like, I'm not going to tell you where the drive route is. So it's a surprise. Or and I told them, listen, it's all through the neighborhood. And this is your home court. So why don't you practice it? You know, nail the final drive a couple of times before we go on it. I never had really any qualms about doing that. I, I, I really kind of enjoyed showing them. And it freaked the kids out. They're like, what? I said, yeah, that's it's you have to perform it. So I'll give you, you know, I'll give you all the information to give you the best shot of doing that. And to, I like doing it that way. They really kind of concentrated on all the things that I wanted them to concentrate on. And that's
0: what you wanted, is right?
1: exactly what I want. Yeah. And then they'll go out and drive. God knows how they're going to drive. <laughs> At least when they were behind the wheel <laughs> the test for me, they are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how people drive. It's like, and I always tell them too, I go, listen, if you think you're a bad driver, I guarantee you, there are a lot more that already have licenses. So you're doing fine.
0: <laughs> when I took driver's ed, they pulled straws to see who was going to ride with
1: me. I was gonna provide with you? Were you an instructor or a um,
0: student? When I was a student, Oh, student. Yeah, they were terrified. Why is that? So there was a guy. There was a guy who lived up the street from me, and so he he actually drove me and this girl who lived in a neighborhood not far from mine. He would drive us home after. Um, after class at night. Cause it always, cause it was dark. It was during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, cause I figured that I wanted to learn how to drive in the ice and snow. So, and winter did not fail us. Um, but anyway, so he decided that he was going to be the one that rode with me. Nobody, everybody else was terrified to ride with me. So.
1: Wow. You're that good a driver? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, I thought I did pretty well. So, so okay. So looking Here's at Jerry Mintz, Jerry, it, Jerry Mintz, getting back into it. Jerry Mintz. He is known for AERO, which is the Alternative oh. Education Resource Organization, A-E-R-O. And if you haven't seen it, I suggest that you take a look at it. Um, They have a wide variety of books. They have a wide variety of just a whole bunch of different resources for alternative educators. Um, And he, again, is another person who talks about holistic assessment. He also talks about the learner-centered, project-based, authentic assessment, emphasis on the growth and progress, like you talked about with the student on the paper, Mm. encouragement of self evaluation and then we have Tony Little, who was the headmaster at Eaton College, which is very elite. And he talks about rigorous assessment, which is written exams, standardized tests, external examination, assessment for accountability, focus on academic excellence. So it's pretty much the rote kind of learning is what they want. Um... And then we come to Dr. Peter Gray, who I've mentioned countless times on this podcast. And he is very critical of standardized testing. He says it doesn't adequately measure a student's creativity, problem-solving abilities, and critical thinking. So they're very limited. He wants Mm -hmm. authentic assessment, self-assessment, portfolio assessment, real-life problem-solving, unschooling and self-directed learning. And John Abbott, who is another, uh, he's an educational researcher over in the UK. Uh, He talks about formative assessment as an ongoing process, and it's about the feedback assessment for learning, authentic assessment, holistic assessment, student engagement, alternative approaches, teacher development. Assessment of Skills for the Future. And then we have Zaretta Hammond, who we all know for culturally responsive teaching, who talks about using culturally responsive assessment practices. So you need to take the entire child into accountability, not into account, excuse me, you do formative assessments but you adapt the instruction to each one of the children so if you're going to give sure. a so that's what you're going to do you make sure that that test for is good for that child mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a box cereal where everybody's going to eat it but then you're really screwing over the diabetic kid it is mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like creating a meal for each kid. And we've talked about that in earlier podcasts. Uh, well, it's
1: interesting to know if you, when you're testing, are you testing for knowledge or are you testing for the student's ability to learn? So if you're doing a formative test, you know, portfolios, say, for example, you know, the feedback comes, the papers get better, it's a, it's a continual thing. A test, a lot of times, just tries to pin something to a wall, like, do you know this? And it's just knowledge. It's just kind of facts and points. Not a lot gets put on that. So if you're teaching for knowledge and you're teaching to or teaching to teach and learning, um, if you're teaching how to learn, basically, yeah, then you're doing a much better job than just teaching facts and going, okay, here's the test. Did you hear this? Right. That's my point, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, she yeah. talks about... She t- there's a couple of things that she talks about. Um, we'll get to equity and assessment. So making sure that you are equitable, that you are fair, that you are as unbiased as you can possibly be. You have authentic and performance-based assessment. You assess non-cognitive skills. And this is where we might say... You assess their grit.
1: Grit, I was going to say, yeah. So perseverance,
0: resilience, social, emotional skills, um, and working with them on those. Assessment as learning. We talked about that. Growth mindset. How do you develop the growth mindset, and how does the child demonstrate that? And then you might need to use some data informed decision making, so uh, constantly yeah. right, where you're looking at what's working, what's not working, what are the trends, et cetera. <sighs> so as you can see, m- holistic assessment and doing more than just handing them a scantron and doing a standardized test is uh, where the look Otherwise, why, why are you even teaching? That's if it's it. for the why paycheck, and if you're an administrator and you know <clears throat> teachers who only give assessments based on Scantrons, why? Why are you hmm. allowing that?
1: It's a very, very one-dimensional assessment. <laughs>
0: it is. It's darts. It's it's throwing darts at a board for many kids.
1: Yeah. They make some groovy patterns though, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> and it
0: also feeds in it also feeds into their self-narrative that they're stupid and that they can't yes, do anything. And why should they even try? It may be the source of some of their uh behavior problems.
1: Oh, uh, I would say so. Yeah, it's hard to accept it. Oh, blows yeah. like that in a public forum and not sort of diverge into another realm. It's like, I've done all this stuff. <laughs> this is not working for me. And that's I that's why I didn't like tests. You know, it's the kind of final thing. Hey, you got an 83 on this. Oh, you got a 71. Oh, you got a 91. Oh, you got an 80. You know, it's like, wow, all over the place. Like, I feel good this week, but not so much this next week. <laughs> it's like, dang, man.
0: Yeah. It's hard on you.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And who's who's to say that? Like you said on a, a Tuesday, I'm always best on a Tuesday. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm. I don't know what day I'm best at taking the test at until that day hits.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, Autumn just decided that she hasn't had enough attention today. Ah, so, okay, right. so we're gonna wrap up. So, right. so what we learned was holistic self-directed, performance-based, looking at the whole kid, finding methods for students to demonstrate that they have the knowledge, not just spewing it out. Mm -hmm. So I will put notes down in the show notes for everybody. Um, And I will also link to the blog that Philip has written. And yeah. So thank you very much, Mr. Thank you. And we will see you all next week with a wonderful new episode of Educational Triage. Until then, be well. Bye-bye.